Welcome to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea. Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, and even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. I am so excited today. We have the network marketing guru, Tom <laughs> Chenault, with us. And oh my gosh, it is such an honor to have him here. And I'm going to read a little bit of his bio. Tom Chenault is a 28-year veteran of the MLM profession and is a successful top earner. Like most network marketers, Tom spent a lot of time learning the business the hard way. Having been a successful corporate airplane salesman and stockbroker, Tom had trouble wrapping his arms around the skill sets necessary to build and sustain a large network marketing organization. But somehow, he did figure it out. <laughs> Tom realized that the rules that apply to achieving success in corporate America are very different from MLM. Tom has been a passionate supporter and vocal advocate for the network marketing profession for decades and has served in the ANMP board for multiple years, where he currently serves on the board as a director. He has also been a board member of the MLMIA, Multi-Level Marketing International Association. Tom hosts the longest-running home-based business radio show in the world. He has been the voice of home-based business and network marketing since 1999, interviewing the who's who of network marketing, personal development, and small business. He and his beautiful wife, Denise, spelled like Denise, and she is Denise, <laughs> work together in their network marketing business. I could go on and on about Tom Chenault, but it would take us all day. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, man. Well, none of that's true, by the way. I mean, I, I have been unbelievably lucky uh, in network marketing. It has, you know, nothing absolutely I got in it to make a couple of bucks and get people off my back that I had to have a job. I, uh, I never dreamt that God's plan to get me out of the airplane business and out of the stock business was so big. And I, I actually refused to listen, let go of that rope, called my <laughs> resume, called all my stuff as a stockbroker, my supposed and uh, finally, and things kept going away, man. I had to go to rehab, like all kinds of crazy stuff to get me to let go of the rope, but called my, my former life. And I finally let go of the rope and uh, I got sobriety. I got that woman named D nice, <laughs> an unbelievable life trans transforming other people in sobriety, in health, in business and in life. And as usual, God's plan was a thousand times better than my own. And here I am, a hot mess at age 69. Wow. You're a beautiful, handsome, hot mess. 
<laughs> well, tell us more. Tell us more about how you made that transition from uh, the stock market and airplane sales. How did you get into network marketing? How were you introduced and, and how did that happen? Like everybody, what we do is we reinvent history to make ourselves the hero versus tell the truth. And this might be the first time in my life I've ever told the truth. But everybody wanted me. That's not true. But everybody wanted me to be a multi-level marketer because I've got I had a lot of charisma and a lot of energy. So I was everybody's prospect. So as a result of that, I had told people that I would rather be a Martian than a multi-level marketer. <laughs> and so if I had to choose between the two, I would have asked you what the weather was like on Mars. That's where I felt about it uh, until until there was absolutely no place else to go. And as I got sober, I got two DUIs and two disturbing the pieces in one month. I weighed about 400 pounds. I was purple and no one wanted to take a chance on me. And I uh, in the stock brokerage business, I had done real, real well. And my last year as a broker, I made about $800,000, which is a lot of money. However, I spent over a million bucks. So I was still broke, but I was on the skid row of success. And so it was horrible. And all of a sudden, I found myself unemployed and no one would touch me. And I opened up a newspaper and out fell a piece of paper. And it said, unlimited income opportunity, which I thought might be a little better than Taco Bell or McDonald's. It said, no credit check no background check, start immediately. And I said, I am home. And I called the guy on the phone and he would not even tell me what it was. And I call, I'm just grilling him. He lived right in my town because the piece of paper fell out and he'd like, you know, taken all of his, summoned all of his guts to grab that slip of paper into the newspaper. And I go, I'm in. I, what is it? He goes, it's multi-level marketing. I go, perfect. I want to join. He goes, I'll send you some information. I go, no, you won't. I'm coming to your house. So I went over to his house and I walk in the door and he had like 50 cats or something because it just smelled like cats and I couldn't even breathe. So I held my nose. I walked over. I signed up. I said, this is true, man. I can make as much money as I, I this is all true. I can start today. I can get going. He said, yes, it's true. I said, fine. I'm in. I'm gone. So I signed up, I bought the five things that I needed to buy for $625 as I walked out the door. He, I said, where do I get more of these? He said, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Well, we crossed that bridge by the time I got home because I'd already sold all five packages because I'd written a check that wouldn't clear. I had to sell those. So that was my start. They told me to go sign up everybody in sight. I went and signed up everybody in sight. They signed up just to get me to leave their house. I was like the Kirby vacuum salesman. So they just wanted to get rid of me. So it was horrible. And uh, that was my start. And I rose up the ranks uh, with smoke and mirrors. And as you can imagine, I crashed with smoke and mirrors because it was all a facade. And uh, finally, a guy looked at me and said, Tom, you got great talent. And I said, correct. I, uh, I do. Look at all I'm doing. I go, he goes, no, you're not doing anything except talking about yourself all the time. You're the most self-absorbed, arrogant, scared man I've ever met. Why don't you make that about other people and you will actually become the success that people already think you are. And it was tough to hear. And I fired my brain. I hired my heart. I made their agenda my agenda. I took everything that I'd learned from Alcoholics Anonymous and from personal development, applied it to multi-level marketing, wrote a little book, if you want to call it that, a magazine 
a piece of toilet paper called the coffee shop interview and started using that. And uh, the rest is history. I've done unbelievably well with God's help in helping drunks stay sober, in helping addicts stay sober, in helping people get their lives back and laughing all the way of the way. And that's where I am. I'm happily married. 30 years later, it's a Christmas miracle. Wow. Wonderful. Well, Tom, a lot of times people get confused about the difference between working at a job, being an employee, and what it takes to be an entrepreneur and to have a business in network marketing. Could you speak to a little bit the difference about what you do as an employee and what that expectation is versus how you have what you have to do or what, what's needed or for you in a network marketing business? I think that if you if you make a job out of multi-level marketing, it's going to be just exactly like how you feel about the job you've got. You don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And so I think exactly the opposite on being an entrepreneur or a network marketer. And I think that network marketing is the purest form of entrepreneurism on the planet. But some of you might think you want to figure out some widget or start a technology company and whatever that is. And I have nothing but respect respect for you because you're going to go all in on your idea, no matter what it is. And the trouble with network marketing is the cost of entry is so low. It's very difficult to have to go all in. And until you go, and if you want to make these things work, you got to go all in. You've got to embrace the network marketing model fire all that other garbage from everything else you were ever trained at. Because what I find happening is everybody has these degrees or they've got this strong resume, they've got all this sales experience. So they think they're going to take those skills straight into network marketing and really skin the cat over all us housewives and, you know, Joe lunchboxes that are supposedly making all this money. And they look at us and go, oh, I can do 10 times better if I just take my big resume or my whatever. And they always fail because this business isn't about resumes. It isn't about college educations. It's not about anything except heart. And so what I work real hard at is getting people to understand what great possibility they could have for their life if they will just embrace the model instead of try to force their model into this great profession. Did that make sense? Yes. Beautifully said. I love it. So what do you wish you you had known when you first got started? How easy it was. (laughs) (laughs) How how much work it is, but how easy it is. Because I was trying to be, I was really trying to be a, a male version of Laura Evans or a male version of you, Janine, or, um, uh, or Eric Worre, or Richard Brooke, I'm thinking of my mentors, or of Jordan Adler, of Ray Higdon. I wanted to be all those guys. And I was a terrible you and those guys. And I finally, when that guy said that to me, I finally looked within and said, you know what, Tom, you are awesome just the way you are. Why don't you work on being your best self? Years, those people have skills and there's no question about it. Go learn their skills, which I did, Bob Crisp. I mean, all those people, I learned their skills, but I totally went to this incredible conversation called rigorous 
self-inquiry, just like I learned in AA. And I looked inside of me with love and compassion. And I started falling in love with me and getting rid of all that shame like Brene Brown talks about. And out came this incredible guy that I could fall back in love with, that I always knew was inside of me. And then I started sharing that with like-minded people. And all of a sudden I got to this place where I got this tribe now where we're all like-minded wizards that, are, that have each other's back. And we all created this safe place where we knew we could trust each other, we could love each other, we could believe in each other, and we were all in the same tribe, and that's where I am now. And I'm so happy, it's unbelievable. And I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to reinvent, like I said at the beginning of the show, reinvent history to make myself the hero. Now I am, I am what I am, you get what you get, and if you don't like me, that's unbelievably wonderful. You will someday or you won't but you will never have me trying to tell you something I'm not. That's that simple. And that was my secret. And that's what I'm telling all you poor corporate America people who have been your resume, who've been your BMW, who've been your big job. And now you're out there on LinkedIn going, what are you gonna do? What am I gonna do? And I'm gonna tell you, instead of look outward, look inward and say, what does your best self say you should do? And then go do that. And then we'll figure out a way to help you fund that through this great profession. That's what I think. Yeah. Wow. That is powerful. That is powerful. Let's build off that for just a second, Tom. So if there is somebody considering the network marketing business and taking a look at it, and they've probably heard some different things, and maybe they aren't really sure whether it's right for them or not. Is there advice that you would give them? What would you What would you encourage? When What would you say to somebody that's considering getting involved in the business? Work it backwards. So I would tell them to do that. Say, get a piece of paper and say, okay, what do I want my life to look like in ten years, and what am I willing to do? So that's going to be a number. That's going to be a lifestyle. That's going to be a feeling of contentment, whatever it is, and work it backwards and say, okay, how do I get there from here? Because they never tell us that when we're in seventh grade, go to college. When we're in, when we're in 12th grade, go to, go to college. So then we go to college, not having any idea what we want to be when we grow up. We get an absolute useless degree. We get a job doing something that we don't want to do. We're watching our dreams and our passion fade into oblivion while we're in this cubicle. And then we look back after 20 years going, what happened? And so I think what happened in COVID and everything else has given everybody a chance for that rigorous self-inquiry, that big reflection. What do I really want? And I, at age 69, have just gone through that same conversation with myself. What do I really want? And what Tom Chanel wants, I'll tell you my three things. I wanna help people stay sober. That's number one, that's my passion. My job, I don't want to lose this job that I've got called network marketing. That is what has given me my life. I'm not going to ever retire or change a thing. And the third thing is my legacy, which is this company called Contact Mapping that I've got where instead of teaching people to look at everybody like prospects and that nauseating three-foot reel rule that everybody talks about, I say, let's look at people as a human being. Let's find out what moves them. 
Let's drop them right where they said they wanted to be versus where my agenda and my interviewing them with my eyes took me. And let's not look at prospects anymore as prospects, as human beings as prospects. Let's look at them as human beings that I can contribute to. And that's what I do. So that's contact mapping. That's what I do every day is change the world through human connection. I have got a mission, a legacy now. And I didn't have that as an airplane salesman or a stockbroker. It was about the money. Mm -hmm. Today, my life's about legacy and making a difference. Mm -hmm. So cool. This is not a question I planned to ask, but you've talked about AA so much. I just, I'm curious about how, do you think that that network marketing is is good for that community or or for obviously that's lumping a lot of people together, but I'm just, I'm curious about that. Okay, so if you go to the contact mapping book or the, the, the coffee shop interview, you will see that there's seven commandments there. And the last one is you've got to leave everybody that you ever meet in your life feeling better about their life than they did when they got there. So if you meet somebody at a coffee shop or anywhere else, instead of having your agenda you sit down with those people, meet them right where they are and figure out how you're going to contribute to them. And so as a result of that, in my life, I'm around alcoholics and drug addicts all the time. If I hit them with any kind of business pitch or any kind of agenda, they're on the edge of a cliff and I might as well just push them off. So yeah, I think it's great for that if you don't go in there with an agenda to monetize AA or anything else. Everything I ever learned about multi-level marketing I learned in Alcoholics Anonymous. And I don't know if any of you have ever known anybody that needed to quit drinking or stop doing drugs, but they aren't really open to advice. They don't want, or smoking or anything, any, any kind of addiction. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it, period. And all of a sudden, you run into them six months later, and they have quit smoking, quit drinking, quit doing drugs, and you're going, How? And they said, I met this guy and then I went to AA and the next thing I know, I'm in these meetings every day. We go every day, we read the 164 pages of this book that I've been reading every day for 32 years straight and we talk about it. And I go, holy mackerel, they go, holy mackerel. And all of a sudden you see that these, this, the philosophy and the principles of AA are exactly the same thing. You go in there, you go to the meeting, you walk in the door, you hate everybody because you hate yourself so bad. You're looking around expecting to see winos laying on the floor with bottles on them. It's not, it's normal people just like you and I. We're sitting there for an hour. They say, okay, how do we stay sober? We read this book, we get a sponsor, we come to meetings every day. And I said, I can't do that, I'm a busy guy. And they said, go get drunk. So I went and got drunk again. I crawled back in. I said, I'll come every day. Then they said, I said, what else do I do? They said, read this book. And I said, oh, man, I glanced at it. I said, I read it. And they said, no, you got to read it with a sponsor. I go, what's a sponsor? Somebody that you're going to really, really tell your secrets to. That ain't happening. I went out. I got drunk. I strayed away from the center line. All of a sudden, I come crawling back. And I said, okay, I'll read the book. So I read the book, got the sponsor, did the steps. All of a sudden, I go, when's graduation day? And they go, never. I go, well, what do I do now? They said, come back tomorrow. <laughs> then I said, what else? And they said, go help other people. Same thing as multi-level marketing. 
You ever try to talk somebody into multi-level marketing that didn't want to be in it? You can't. Right. They got to have the gift of desperation, just like the alcoholics. All network marketing is, is Alcoholics Anonymous with a compensation plan tied to it. It's exactly the same thing. It's a culture. I walk into AA. I went to an AA meeting this morning. I go every day of my life, 32 years. Do the math on that. So I went to the meeting this morning. Why? Because I felt safe. I can trust those people. I think those people love me. And they're my tribe. Same thing I talked about with my network marketing group. Same thing I talked about with uh, contact mapping. All I did was bring it home. Same deal. God gave me. And I can I talk one more? Can I say one more thing? I got so lucky because I got sober before I got into multi-level marketing. Because what happened then was, and I didn't even realize it because I went out there and tried to be Eric and everybody else and learn those skills. And I was such a terrible, terrible person at that until I realized that I'd already learned the most important part, which was heart in AA and in personal development. So when I finally realized that, I, I made my life's work to show people that that side of the equation is far more important than all the skills. The skills are just mechanical. You can learn those. This heart stuff is from God. And you got to really, really open up to be able to do that. And that's why women are so unbelievably good at network marketing because they're heart and heart and soul centered. Us men have to unlearn it. You've got it intuitively. People out there, us men trying to tell you guys to unlearn it so you can be more type A growlers. No, no, no. Don't you do that. I got to be more like you. Wow. Beautiful. So, okay. For a closing question, <laughs> what, what do you think is the most important factor or the most important trait? What is it that separates those who are successful in this business from those who are not? If you don't like people, don't fake it. Everybody knows it. If you're not willing to go so deep with people that they sense that your eyes are pop popping open at two o'clock in the morning thinking about their problems, if you're not willing to go that deep with people, you're not going to make it in this business. This business is hard because you got to get out of your own head and into their hearts. And most people can't make that shift. They all want to figure out a trick. And there are no tricks. The trick, if there is one, is fire in your brain and higher in your heart. I love that phrase. I love that. Okay, so here's my promise to both of you. <laughs> After we get off of this, send me a text message with your size. And I'll send you a t-shirt that says that. Yay! Oh, that's wonderful. This t-shirt. This t-shirt's pretty cool. I know. I love that t-shirt. Love like send me your I have two t-shirts, only only two. One says fire your brain, hire your heart, and the other one says, love like crazy, then love more. And you two are so spectacular. I'm sending you both, plus your daughter, all. Two t-shirts. Yay! Oh, Thank you so much. That oh, I'm so excited. And we'll take a picture of it doing our podcast and show you. All right, done deal. I love you guys, man. And what you're doing is so important and so needed in your pedigree and your experience. And the fact that 
you're you're bringing this kind of conversation to the forefront in network marketing for those people out there suffering that their pride is so let me suck my stomach and take that picture one more time. <laughs> Gee, many Chris, I look like John. Story. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm trying to get my face, which is also gigantic. I have all kinds of issues. So anyway, um, it's so important what you're doing. It's so important, and the world needs it. Please don't slow down. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You make me cry. <laughs> thank you so much thank you. what an honor what My an God. honor thank you very much for your time welcome to the mlm you decide podcast a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of mlm network marketing we are your host i'm laura evans and i'm janine finney and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject we get it MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea. Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, and even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place.